and welcome to another episode of Conversation with a Chef. I'm Joe Ritty and I love sharing with you the conversations I get to have with talented and passionate chefs. It's the backstory, if you will, to the food they're putting up. I begin today by acknowledging the Wurundjeri people of the Kulin Nation, traditional custodians of the land where this conversation takes place. Land which was never ceded, land where communities came together to eat seasonally, locally and without exhausting resources. I pay my respects to their elders, past, present and emerging. Today I'm chatting to Sun Lim at Vaporetto. Sun originally comes from Kuching on the Borneo island of East Malaysia, but he went to Christchurch, New Zealand at 15 years old to study at high school and eventually Canterbury University. After giving civil engineering a red hot go for two years, plot twist, and explanations to his parents, because he'd actually always wanted to be a chef. Fast forward to now, and Sun is head chef at Vaporetto in Hawthorne. I have a special place in my heart for Vaporetto, because I've spoken to chef owner Greg Feck a couple of times, and I wrote about Vaporetto when it first opened. I love the Venetian food they put up, and I love the Venetian fit-out with its Murano glass chandelier, and doors which actually come from Venice. Every person and their dog seem to be in Europe at the moment, but if you want a little escape without the flight, get along to Vaporetto. They're doing a best of menu at the moment, and you'll 100% have a great night. Hello. Hi. Hi. How are you? Nice to meet you. Oh, yeah, nice to meet you. You too. Okay. Yeah, so, uh, I don't know, but we were yeah. there. Yeah, some good ones. I like the sun. I so love it in here. It feels yeah. like I haven't been here for a while, and it just yeah. feels like stepping okay. into Italy, doesn't it? Yeah, it is. I mean, like Greg, Greg all this door, Derek, you from Italy. Oh, I know. They have it installed. Yeah, So I think I was, I, I saw your little profile piece on Greg's been, or someone's been putting up yeah, um, stories about all the staff. Yeah. There's a lot of staff here. Yeah. Yeah, it was more. Yeah. Uh, before pre-COVID, a lot more. But yeah. Right now, it's like it's just can't find anyone. Really. Yeah. It's just but how up. many are there? Mm. Well, pre-COVID, I would say uh, the kitchen, including the kitchens, we'll be looking around maybe about like touching the fourteen. Yeah. Like um, twelve, fourteen. Now maybe ten. Yeah. Uh, front of house, you double it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. You double it. Yeah, because it seems like a lot, all the stories that are coming up on Instagram that Greg's putting up, but um, yep. yeah, as you say, being touched by shorted staff, being yeah. sick and so on. Yeah. yeah. And so you're head chef. Yes, yeah. I am. Yeah. How long have you been head uh, chef here? Oh, since day one, yeah. Since, yeah, right. since, since this place was a construction site. Yeah, wow. Yeah, so I mean... It's been a while now. When did it open? Uh, six years ago. Yeah, wow, okay. Yeah, so it's been a while. So, I mean, before that, I was with Greg for um, years as well. Oh, were you? Yeah, so, so when I heard that, you know, they're going to open this place, so I just like, yep, I'm yeah, going to yeah. take a first shot. Yeah. Yeah. And had you done Venetian food before? No, never no. done it before. But, I mean, cook, but I've cooked with Greg 
um, for a couple of years, so I know his style. So in a way, I could just, you know, like once you work with some people long enough, you can actually copy or mm. predict what they do. Mm. So, so I kind of really knew his style. So when when we go into Venetian, so I just had to buy a couple of books, learn how to cook Venetian food. Yeah. And a few years later, they fly me to Venice as well. So that was, so we all went to Venice to actually, like. Eat and dine like the local. Yeah. So to capture the all the you know the beauty about it, the the little little things that makes it Ven- Venice. Yeah. Yeah. So that's 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 what that's what, how it is. So that's really interesting. So you'd been already cooking the food, but yeah. once you went there, I suppose it's like you know I learned French at school, yeah. and then when I went to France, everything fell yeah. into place. Yes. What 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 were the things that? that really struck you when you got to Venice that you really noticed and that made a difference to your cooking when you came back? Uh, well, it's, it's, it's very hard to put into words. I mean, like, very, funny enough, it's just like the moment when the, you know, when you, when you touch down from the, uh, from the plane and then when the door opens, the first thing is the, 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 the climate, you know, the whiff of the air. I always find that air s- smells different. Yep. Every part of the world it does. So it's just like that. So okay, how oh, that's that's what it is, and you know, like you know, instead of roads, it's water waterways. Yeah. You know, the first time I mean, like as we take, we have to take the ferry into Venice, and then it's just like, and then well, first first foot down onto the one of the cobblestones. Like, holy shit, this cobblestone is like <laughs> historic. You know, yeah. it's just like Jesus may have even walked on it. You know. Yeah, yeah. And it's just like wow, this place is full of history. It's so beautiful. Mm. And then the people, the mood, the water how the water tastes as well because mm. I've always find it like when uh, I'm from Christchurch <laughs> so the water tastes different I'm from I'm born from Malaysia the water tastes different yeah the water tastes different different yeah. temperature different, just very different so all those little things make up and then the mood of the people around then finally to actually go to the place to like the restaurant say eating their food and comparing to how we serve it here yeah. and then you know the, the little twists that they have you know and then bring it back, but you know some some stuff you can't really bring it back because it's it's not suited for the Australian market. You know their their food there there is is very simple. Yeah, it's very simple and it's very traditional. And then one of the most funniest thing about Venice is they have like all these shops, all these delis around, so selling pastas. It's just two shop lots apart. That would say this is bigly. Bigly is like you know like a very thick pasta like. It's very um, like local. I mean, like it's it's a Venetian cut of pasta in a way, and then two shot lot down. It looks like spaghetti, but I said that's bigly. Yeah, <laughs> so, yeah. So it's like everyone does whatever they want over there. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Yeah. So okay. that's how it is for me when I when I went there. Yeah. <laughs> so what are the main um, elements of Venetian cooking that set it apart from other Italian cooking? It's the spice. Oh. The, 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 the usage of spice because it's the spice routes. You know, like um, when, um, the, when they travel to Southeast Asia, you know, I'm from Malaysia, from a, from a state called Sarawak. And my state is famous for black pepper. Mm. Funny enough, when I'm in Venice, they're selling right there. Uh, yeah, <laughs> so right. black peppers like, holy shit I'm so proud about it yeah 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 that's <laughs> so, right so it, it, all the way into such a like you know small little state in the world and it's right in Venice selling 
specifically that variety of black pepper. Right. So it's like that spice market, like Sarawak black pepper. Yep, wow. that's where I'm from. Yeah, yeah. So it's it's a bit more spicy. There's a touch of like you know spices from all all influences and stuff. So they're a bit more, like, exciting in a way. They you've got a lot a lot more room to play with mm. Venetian cooking. Is there a bit more fish and seafood as yes, well? Yes, definitely. Like um, a lot of food is very very seafood based because um, like when you go there, the the markets, they serve like the fish is all locally. So it's just. All sorts of seafood. Mm. Yeah, that's essentially it. Not from the canals, though. No, no, not from the canals. <laughs> I don't think they you really want nice. anything. <laughs> no. No. Yeah, yeah. No. Oh, yeah, that's oh, amazing. Um, and so, so you said you've been with Greg for a while, but when did you? Did you, where, did, where did you train to be a chef in Christchurch? Or? In Christchurch, oh, in Polytech Christchurch, CPIT. Yeah, nice. Yeah. Wow. Did, did two years there, and decided to come here. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, so you were born in Malaysia, born in and Malaysia. when did you move to Christchurch? Your family moved there? No, well, the, uh, our family sent us there for higher education because um, dad's a civil engineer. Okay. As, as you know, when you're young, you always look up to your dad or your mom, either, either way, like look up to your parents and then you want to be them. So I want to be a civil engineer, so is my brother. So sent us to Christchurch where there's a University of Canterbury. Oh, and it's a really good engineering school. Engineering too. school, so but then... Funny enough, when you grow up a little bit more, you go to high school, you hate physics, you hate calculus, it's just like, oh, (laughs) if you can't do that, you can't do engineering. So, yeah, so we went there for studies. um, I was sent there at the age of 15 to answer your question. Oh, 15. 15, so I was pretty young. Yeah, so So, did you finish high school there? I finished high school, I did like bursary where uni, did two years of uni, didn't finish my degree because I hated it. And then just tell my parents, like, mom and dad, sorry, I'm going to make you so sad. But I'm going to cooking school. I'm going to see. And why cooking, do you think? I always liked it. I always want to be cook. I always want, like, I always want to be a chef. Mm. Like, you know, when I was, uh, yeah, fun, the funniest story is, like, um, I learned how to fry rice at six years old. Yeah. Because my mom couldn't do it properly. <laughs> oh, <okay. laughs> so uh, we had a maid. So I was just always observing my maid, how she does it or how my mom teaches her to do it. And comparing it to when we go out to restaurants and have them, it's like completely bipolar opposite. So I was too short. I was just a little kid. I, couldn't, I wasn't even the height of the stovetop. So I had to grab one of those mandarin crates that uh, is around <laughs> so I could stand on it and start cooking on it. Yeah, right. Yeah, so that's, that's, where, that's where it began. Yeah, wow. Like, it's just like, all right. And that's what I always like, you know. And I always wanted to be one. Just naturally, naturally yeah. want to be one. Always naturally, really quite proficient at cooking as well mm. yeah so it's I don't know it's just maybe it's just natural or just interest or both and so you're doing Italian food now but did you have um, was there like a first love of a particular type of cuisine I suppose you learnt French techniques but, yes yes um, but would you say there's another where you learnt no. Malaysian when you were six but <laughs> not really I mean like I, I, I've been asked that all the time so what's your specialty what's what's your orientation like where you geared towards to as um, in that discipline I, yeah. I don't I don't really I can't really answer that question because to be honest it's just like everything every cuisine type of cuisine there's some secrets in there yeah. like you know like Thai food is a balance of the polar flavors you know I mean the polar was it bitterness sweetness um, sour acidity and then like you know Chinese food is about heat control Japanese is like you know it's about the ingredient and the techniques 
French. We all know French. You know? <laughs> <laughs> all the millions of like yeah, I don't think you can sum it everything. up so easily. Yeah. Yeah. So it's not just one word. Like yeah. I cannot explain one word. And then Italian is also you know simplicity. You know, it's. All, all different kinds of cuisine has like you know they have different ways to do things and I, I like to know all that so that mm. you know instead of knowing how to skin the cat one way it's good if you know 10 ways <laughs> yeah. and then you find the best way and then that's your way yeah yeah that's how I see it and do you um, I mean it sounds like you're pretty busy now but you know while you're getting getting your inspiration and learning these secrets about different cuisines do you have lots of cookbooks at home or do you watch yeah. Heaps of cookbooks. TV, do you, what, what do you, yeah, well, lots of cookbooks. Yeah. Lots of cookbooks. Uh, on um, social media, like Instagram, you see what people are doing, you see what my peers are doing, TV, anything. As mm. soon as something bump, like, come into your eyes, you, you start, you start, like, you know, creating, you start dreaming about them. Mm. Start like, oh, what can I do? Or, oh, that's really cool. How can, how do you do it? You know, yeah. can we do it better? Or, you know, yeah. or, you know, it's, yeah, that's how we get the inspiration. Amazing. What's on the menu at the moment here? The menu. Well, right now it's because we, we, we the the there's a new the new owners bought this business away okay. from um, Greg's um, partner. Kim. Okay. So it's it's a management change. So we basically brought back all the classics nice. of the six year um, that we opened, just to remind the customers like yes, it's a new management, but the food. It's the same. Mm. So just to remind them, like so, all those favorites of the customers, the ones that we sell hundreds of in a week, mm. and we just bring it back. What's an example of that? So, so uh, for example, like you know, bigly with duck, bigly as in like thick udon, like pastas. Um, we always have our gnocchi lamb that's always always here as a signature. Literally, mm. if we take it off, there'll be a riot around here. <laughs> <laughs> and then you know our and what else like. Simple stuff like mushroom risotto. Everyone in this area, everyone loves mushroom, pumpkin, yeah. cauliflower. It's just, it's just so comforting. Like so, yeah. Basically, it's really comforting stuff. So, what are the dishes we have there? Like um, the papadelli crab that we have here, which um is actually a, a tweak from a restaurant that we went into Burano in Venice. Um, to this uh, was it the uh, restaurant called Gat- Old Gato Nero, so it means black cat. Yeah. So it's like this old, like old chef that's been there from day one, since young till his whatever age it is, and then yeah, he's it's just risotto, and then he has this like saffron pasta with scampi. So we obviously can't we can't really serve scampi. It's just too expensive. It's not profitable. Mm. So we just do it to put a bit of crab and stuff, and then boom, it was a hit. So all those stuff we can. Spaghetti bongolese. Yeah. Everyone likes that. Yeah. Yeah. Delicious. Yeah. And um, what's your favorite? What's your favorite to, for you to eat? For me to eat, uh, I would say I would say the saffron papadelli mm. with the crab because it's it's so simple, mm. but as simple as it is, it's very technically technically uh, challenging to cook because mm. it's like the hardest protein to cook. Like, if you don't know, it's chicken. Oh. Because everyone knows how to eat chicken. Yeah. You only can cook it one way. You can't overcook it. You can't undercook it. Yeah. And everyone knows how to eat chicken. So everyone knows when it's good or bad. Mm. Whereas the other meats, there's a bit more margin of error. So like when the food, when food's simple, it's actually harder to cook. Yes. Yeah. Because people know. 
because it's simple. Yeah. So the margin of error is very tiny. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. And it sounds like Greg's been a great um, mentor to you Obviously. and um, and friend. And um, and you know when you in the position of head chef, yes. what um, what style of leadership do you have? Do you te- do you work alongside, or are you like a, you'd like to tell people, or do you how do, how does it work for you? Uh, being well, head chef of a team. Well, being head chef of a team is basically uh, why I say I want to be the head chef that I wish I never had. That's why I've been telling myself. So all these years working under people, the good and the bad, I, you know, mm. I I analyzed it in a way, and then then one day I told myself, tell myself, when I be a head chef, I want to be the head chef that I wish I had. Yeah. So basically, it's like um, I like it like a flatline policy, like structure. So everyone is equal. So I always tell my staff, we're all the same. The only difference is I get paid more to take the blame. Mm. <laughs> so <laughs> basically, that's it. So you do what you want because I'm not gonna, I don't like treating anyone like a number because everyone's got dreams, everyone's got insecurities, everyone's, everyone wants to be somebody. So why not help them instead of stop them or mm. belittle them to make yourself feel better? I, it doesn't work for me like that. Mm. It has to be meant like very... Well, I don't know how to explain it like very pa- a patient way to mm. do it very mentoring very always there for them yeah and yeah. I remember I remember sitting up I must have been sitting up somewhere around there and I could see into the kitchen it's quite small yeah. and everyone was just because an open kitchen yeah. beautifully choreographed and no one was getting grumpy with each other it was just all really amazingly ha- happening yeah. I was so impressed oh that's good thank you <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. so, 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 I mean my work yeah. my, my work's paid off <laughs> yeah that's right well done yeah. yes um, no it was great I loved it yeah yeah and so what would your advice be to some a young person who was thinking about becoming a chef what would you tell them oof <laughs> that's hard to hard to make it short well just um, with young people don't be I mean like uh, do not like for the young chef like the upcoming people don't be I mean like don't don't worry about the money because a lot a lot a lot of um, people that are going through and peers that are going through the like you know you just just have to be thirsty for the knowledge just keep trying to absorb as much knowledge as you can be patient be understanding uh, try to put yourself in other people's shoe be kind be courteous and then the money will come mm. it always will because once you have got the knowledge you got the the maturity because it takes time to build that it's like there's no such thing as like you know like a genius in cooking there's nothing like, it doesn't exist it's proven by time training failures how you overcome the failures how you how, how you handle your glories as well you have to be pretty humble mm. because you can get really blind from being up there mm. so you know just be for young chefs be a sponge absorb all the knowledge don't worry about the money just go to good places to work don't waste your time working for places just for the money but you don't learn anything Mm. Yeah, because the knowledge knowledge is the key. History of the food, everything that's the key. Yeah, yeah. It's good advice. Yeah, 
just a final question. Yeah. Now, how are your parents with your cooking? Have you cooked for them? Are they happy now that you're a chef because you're doing well? Or yeah, they're happy. They're happy. <laughs> and they're have you cooked for them? Yeah, I've cooked for them. Yeah. They, they, they. Yeah, they like it. It's just like yeah, they, they. In a way, they like to compare my cooking against a lot of restaurants in oh, Malaysia. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now nah, my son's cooking is way better. <laughs> so yeah, that's good. good. <laughs> that's really good. Yeah. So it worked out well. <laughs> it worked out well, <laughs> thankfully, and like you know. I work really hard for it, so you know. Yeah. <laughs> I'll take it. Yeah. Perfect. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. That's Thank perfect. You. Thank you so much. All right. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Conversation with a Chef with Sun from Vaporetto. If you want to experience all the greatness for yourself, which of course you do, you could check out their Insta at Vaporetto Melbourne. That's V A P O R E T O Melbourne. As for me, I'm also on Instagram at Conversation with a Chef. And if you want to read the chat, you can head to www.conversationwithachef.com. I would love it if you told a friend about my chats. And of course, you can follow me on Apple and Spotify podcasts. Once again, thanks for stopping by. Have a great day.